Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in. Good morning to you. Doug Gottlieb, TJ Hushmanzada. This is the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. What a day we got for you in sports. Obviously, we had NBA basketball last night. You got a little college hoops today. You got three NFL games, and you have a two-time pro bowler and TJ Hushmanzada to break them all down for you. Welcome, welcome, welcome in. Um, TJ, did you ever play on Thanksgiving? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's the same teams, the Cowboys, the Lions, um, and who whomever they play. And so they normally always make that a either a division game or a conference game. So absolutely not, but always practice. Like it's eleven o'clock East Coast time. Guys are uh practicing. Some guys probably started practice at ten, some at nine, but everybody's out there practicing they every single team that that isn't playing today. They're practicing as we speak. Yeah, in college basketball, um, college basketball, you practice if you don't play, like you don't play now. There's a lot more Thanksgiving tournaments than there used to be. Uh, these, um, but but um, uh, you practice in the morning, and then, like when I was at Notre Dame, we went to each went to a coach's house. When I was at Oklahoma State, we'd go to the country club and. And coaches, uh, my my coach's late wife, uh, Patsy Sutton, she would, she'd come into the locker room or come to, to practice like two weeks before, and pass out like a paper where everybody got to write down your favorite dish, and then whoever made it for you at home's numbers, like your mom or your grandma or your your dad or your grandpa, or whatever, whoever cooked it for you, like, well, I want that. You know how some people have that? Pur- What's that purple kind of casserole? Sort of thing that people, somebody will tweet us at Gottlieb Show. Yeah, I don't eat casserole. Yeah, but it was like a purple mushroom, not mushroom, uh, marshmallow something, jello-y, I don't know. But like we had somebody get that and we had dudes who were like, I want mac and cheese, but I want like how my mom makes it. I want I want greens, but I want to have my grandma makes it. <laughs> anyway, that's how that's how they would get. They would get the recipe and then they give the recipe to the chefs and they try and, and ma- the chef and they try and match it. It was kind of cool. But yeah, you practice nice. in the morning, you'd eat. And then you're like, hey, let's come back and practice tonight. And it doesn't matter what you're doing. It was, it was not productive at all after eating all that food. Not no. not productive at all. I mean, for us it, in the NFL, it was the coach would always have you practice in the morning so that you can spend Thanksgiving with your family. For the most part, you're done pretty early. You won't watch the practice film of practice today. You'll do that tomorrow. And so that that's why you kind of get out of there early. So tomorrow will be a little longer than normal because Friday, if you play on Sunday, as normally you get out fairly early, but not tomorrow because although he's giving you a break today, you're going to make it up tomorrow. So then you so you go home and then do you always watch the games? Or are you were you still, you know, once you started to have a family, was it too much family time to even watch what else is going on? No, you missed part of the first game. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm watching every game. I, I, Doug, I just love football, man. And no, no, so, I know you do now. I'm talking about as a player. Oh, in the as a player. Yeah, yeah, like that That love for football was created before I got to the league, stayed with me. Um, but, yeah, I would watch the games. Family, if we, if we got family over, um, we're watching a game. We may play some spades, 
some pity pass, some tonk or whatever, dominoes, whatever it may be, but we're watching the game for sure. Um, this is the weirdest experience I ever had. This is goes back my first year living in Connecticut. I just moved out there. We were in a town called Burlington, Connecticut. And my neighbors, I remember we moved into a house and we didn't have, it was the first time I'd ever heard of a counter depth refrigerator. I moved in like no, no fridge, like no big deal. We'll bring up our fridge. I was moving up from Oklahoma city and like, yeah, you need a counter depth fridge. And we had to order it like special or whatever. So we had like a, we borrowed my neighbor's fridge for like a month and it was just, uh, me and my wife. And we were, I remember we're, we're sitting there, um, like, what are we gonna do in Thanksgiving? We can't get a Turkey in there. And they, our neighbors were nice enough to invite us to Thanksgiving dinner. So, um, we walk over to their house, right? I don't know if we bake something or something. And I remember we were we were talking and drinking for like an hour and a half. And I was like, hey, um, you guys going to throw the game on? And I'd never heard this before. <laughs> they were like, what game? Excuse me? Wow. Excuse me? What game? Like, huh? <laughs> there are actually people that exist that don't yes. know that it's true. Yes. Really- yes. Wow. Like, it, it's a... I mean, Thanksgiving, not even as much as Super Remember, Super Bowl, 150 million people watch. That means 150 million people don't watch, right? And that's 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 the other part to it is there are people that, that don't that's watch. That's so Bowl. baffling to me that people don't watch sports. Like, that is really – what are, are you even watching TV? And if you are, what are you, you have watching? A lot of, you, well, you have a lot more free time. You have a lot more free time than the rest of us do, right, on, on weekends. Because, you know, like, you got, you got kids and sports, and then you watch sports. on Like, what else but do you do? sports do – te- like – Take away from sports being extremely fun. Like, it's so fun to play. Yes. The lessons that you learn that you don't realize you're learning, the way you communicate with people that come from so many different backgrounds, so different than you. I mean, it it teaches you so many lessons, how to fight through adversity, how to handle your wins, your losses, setbacks. It's just so many things you learn from sports that it's the best. It's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Nothing like it at all. Let, let's let's get to one of the stories of the day, which is LeBron James goes off last night, plays really well. No Anthony Davis. Um, they, had, they, they come from behind, force overtime. Or actually, they had to lead, and, and, and Indy forced overtime. Indy's just gotten healthy, and they're, they're playing much better of late. Um, goes to overtime. LeBron ends up with 39 points and kind of wins the game seemingly on his, on his own in terms of his own scoring. But the one of, at least one of the stories with LeBron is going to be that he had a fan ejected. Now 39, five rebounds, six assists, and, uh, they outscored the Pacers 12 to four in overtime. But the, the big question is, um, why LeBron had two fans removed? Cause if you, if you've seen the highlights by now, it wasn't like a hey, I heard something over here. It was him and her. They're out. Here's LeBron after the game. LeBron, what can you share about that interaction with the fan, what they did or what, what was uncomfortable for you? I mean, nothing is uncomfortable for me, but you know, it's a difference between cheering on your 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 home faithful, you know booing opponents and things of that nature or not wanting your opponents to be successful. And then there's, you know, moments where it goes outside the line with obscene gestures and words that um, shouldn't be tolerated in our game from nobody. Um, I would never say it to a fan and a fan should never say it to a player. Um, So that's it. 
Okay, so, LeBron, so the what question can you share about that. So, inter- so, so, so TJ, now that you've heard LeBron's response, which is he didn't want to share the magic words, and my 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 case for LeBron is is threefold, right? Like, look, to me, this completely de-escalates without having to be like you don't have to be confrontational. You just go him and her out, and if you look at the ticket, they have the right to kick you out anytime you want. I think it's a good deterrent for other fans. I think it's. I honestly think as a guy who's as respected as anyone who's ever played in the league. Like, it's a good, like, hey, dude, don't need to get into it with these people. If you, if, if something gets to the level of, uh, of being over the line, just kick them out and let's move on. Let's, let's play ball. So I, but, but here's the biggest thing. When he pointed to the dude and the woman and the woman, they both had like matching leather jackets or whatever you could tell they were together. I, I get, if I ever get to that point where matching shoot me, um, <laughs> but they didn't put up a fight. They weren't pointing the, no, 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 it wasn't me. What are you talking? They didn't do the hands point palms toward to the sky. Like, what are you talking about? They were just like, yeah, you, you got us. Sorry. We put on her jacket, walked out. Okay. So now you've heard the sound. You've heard my case. Do you support LeBron James kicking these people out? Oh, I, I, I really, I need to know what was said. Like, Fans are fans of their team. What could they have said that set him off to where the other fans didn't say, hey, hey guys, you guys might want to chill out. Like, chill out. What? Why are you Why are you saying this? And, and so I just, one, how much did they pay for those tickets? Two, they did pretty much see the majority of the game. I, I just would like to know what was said, but LeBron doesn't. We haven't seen this happen where a player literally just, well, I want these two. And so whatever they said really got under his skin. It really bothered him to the point where he was like, I, I'm not dealing with this any longer. Can these people be ejected? And so for that matter, I do agree with it, but I would like to know what was said because as a fan, you're cheering for your team. You, you're going to say, number one, uh, you think they had a couple of adult beverages or maybe more than a couple? And so did that mess their judgment up and, and they say certain things that they shouldn't have said? And, and so that's what I would like to know. Because you don't want to start setting a precedent that if a fan is going at you, cheering on their team, and it may go overboard, uh, are they going to get kicked out? Are they not supposed to say anything to the player? If that's the case, let's move these seats back a little further so they don't have that access where they're really up on the the players that way. And, And so I think that's unique about the NBA is the fans are so close to the players. I, I, I look and, and that's that's part of the sale. Right. And that's what makes them a lot of money is that you can see them. And there are some some uh, some Twitter Twitter speculation that it was about it was about Bronny, whatever. But here, here's the deal. OK. Fans, I, I get that they're fanatics. I get that they pay a lot of money, but there are a lot of people that go to a game. And if you sit in the stands, you're like, I cannot believe the things that you're saying. I just, I can't say it to like, you know, we've seen the fight videos. Like, what is it? You're just like, what is the matter with people? You know, I, I remember I've done games last year. We had to broadcast. I did the big 10 tournament. We had to broadcast from like, you're like up, you're not on the court level. So you're up, we were up like it was in the, uh, the new indie dome, whatever that's, I can't remember what that's called. And you're like up basically in and amongst the fans and you'll have people yelling out things. You're like, 
what are you doing? Why would you, how would you ever, and there's people around and they're kind of uncomfortable too, but you just, I, I understand what you're saying, TJ. I'm just telling you like, uh, there's a, Bill Burr is a great comedian, right? He has that, he has the, he had that bit about the malice of the palace and the idea of the bit was, hey, how many years did you heard guys go like, come up here? Why don't you come up here? Well, Ron Artest came up there and knocked out an entire row of people with one punch, right? Like fans <laughs> on some level have it coming, right? And like, I, I just, I get it. Like you hear something, you're like, you know what? I'm just, I'm done. Do I think LeBron is super sensitive? Yeah. But then do I think the idea of like, you can't talk about my family and if it was but about. But you know what though, Doug? LeBron has been getting, getting this his entire career. Doesn't make it okay. Because he, he, he's he been the man. And so that's why I'm saying like, is it, as he's getting older, he's going to tolerate less? Because I mean, Ron Artest, he, he was. Stuff was thrown on him. It is as LeBron has played so many years, has his patience. I'm tired. I'm not dealing with this anymore. Yes. Or that they really overstepped their boundaries. And I, so, I think they. I think is that he got. He's gotten older, and I think it's that he's seen it probably crank up. I think. Look, I think the Russell thing puts everybody kind of on edge a little bit. Plus, you're coming off that Detroit thing. I think it's like kind of all factored in. And people just, you know, they have a couple sips of beer. They're sitting real close. They think they can yell anything to you. My, my deal is if, if they didn't say anything wrong, if I paid a grand for a ticket to see LeBron James, I don't care if there's five seconds left to go, whatever. And somebody comes and says, kick me out. I'm like, yo, I didn't say anything wrong. I would have put up a major fight. Hey, they how didn't much you think those courtside tickets cost in Indy? How much you think they cost? They are not cheap. So about a thousand dollars James, or the one time, he, Yeah, more than that. About twenty five hundred. I mean, that was mid. That was like mid court, feet yeah. on the wood, right? It's my like my buddies the pumps say like it ain't on the wood, it ain't no good, right? Feet on the wood. That those those are yeah. You're paying. You're definitely paying at least four figures for each seat to sit there. My guess is, um, it not probably mid four figures, right? Like you're, hey, you're over over a thousand, maybe over two thousand bucks. That will be a warning to all, as That's you would say, if it ain't on the wood, it ain't no good. Shut your mouth, enjoy the game. Um, just watch what you say. J- just watch what you say. But I, I don't want to take away from I, I, me. I enjoyed it when I could go back and forth with a fan. It just made it fun. No, and then no. when you lost, it's like ah. Uh, and when you win, it's like ah. Yeah, but it, you almost, I you almost, I actually do feel a little bit of sympathy for LeBron because if he doesn't say anything, you just got to sit there and take it. But if he does say anything, and like that's his right to just go, hey, you and you out. I like that a lot better than Russell Russell's confrontation with dudes. Like that, that is not going to end well. Like there's just no, there's no reason. Like you have the power, just goodbye. And and it's a good good one. Okay, what about the team? Do you like this the Lakers as they're currently com, com, comprised? Man, I don't like the way we're playing, Doug. Man, it just God, it's we're not playing good. We're not playing good defensively. We, we don't we don't help the helper. Guys will get a jump. It'll be a guy right there, and you can just contest a shot, even though he's not your guy. We kind of just sit and watch. We don't box out. The offense doesn't flow the way it should when LeBron isn't playing. When Russ is playing well, we're good. But when he's not and LeBron isn't playing, it's AD's going to settle for jump shots. And if we're hitting jump shots, we're good. But we're not really going to the hole. Like, I watch, we play Milwaukee. I was just like, AD, you can do everything that Giannis does. Go do this. 
but he doesn't have the mentality that Giannis has. He doesn't have that dog in him that Giannis has. And so we have a long ways to go. We got to get better defensively. Offense is going to come and go. Defense needs to be constant. You know, uh, there's a couple of things there. First, it should be pointed out to people who go like, see, LeBron's still the best player in the league. Like, have you seen what Giannis has been doing all season long? Right? Like, LeBron was great last night. Giannis has basically been doing that the entire season. The guy is, un- it's it's your level of consistency when you're able to be the best player in the league. And Giannis and KD have been more more consistent. Obviously, they've been out there more as well. Now, in terms of the Lakers, like, look, I, I, I don't know how much more clear it can be to people who are watching, but you got rid of your two best perimeter defenders, right? One's playing, you got KCP turned in, they made KCP into a, a dog defensively. He became a very good, and then Alex Caruso. And no matter how hard it looks like Russell Westbrook plays, he's not a great defensive player. He takes lots of plays off, though he had, and he's, He's just not a spring chicken. He's had four knee surgeries. Not that, not that guy, nor has he ever been as consistently good defensively. But, but, and, and look, the Lakers are not whole. You know, you don't have Ariza. You've had, you've had some, you know, you've had injuries as, as well to some of your bench players and you haven't had LeBron. I think they will be better offensively, but I, I think defensively, unless they add a piece or two, uh, I don't see how they guard better on the perimeter. LeBron's not that guy anymore. I think Ariza, they think, is going to be the defender he was a decade ago. He's not. And the options that they have, like a Russell Westbrook and a Malik Monk and, and others, while they're good players and maybe better offensively than Caruso, they, they you lose that, it completely changes your identity. And that's where they're going through trying to figure out what they are because when they won a championship two years ago, they were a defensive menace. Now they got to be more of an offensive team to beat you. We and also you got DeAndre Jordan, you got Dwight Howard in the middle. It clogs it clogs up the hole in the paint. We we just got to figure out who we are. When when you look at the teams that are good here, it's that defense, jump shots. When we're making them, we're the best team, and when we're not, it's like ah, we have to play defense. Like when Carmelo's on offensively we're hard to beat but it's the defense like we're up by 20 some points against Oklahoma City lose that's defense those those are the type of games that come back and haunt you when you lose the teams early in the season that you should beat and now you're playing in the play-in game when you shouldn't have to play in the play-in game had you won those games you're supposed to win and so this defense and Frank Vogel is a defensive coach we got to get it together T.J. Hispanzada joining me. Uh, Plexico Burris is going to join us upcoming in about 15 minutes. Okay, we'll have some star-wide receiver talk. But coming up next, uh, Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel acknowledges some similarities between a team he played on and a team he's seeing and is going to see this weekend in the NFL. Who is it? Find out next. The Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. TJ Osmanzada, Doug Gottlieb, and for Dan and the Danettes and the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. Um, the Titans play the Patriots this weekend. Titans are weird. 
weird year, right? Obviously, you lose Derrick Henry, you're not going to be the same, but four picks for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, but to, to beat the teams they've beaten and then to lose to the Jets and the Texans is, I mean, that that's some rarefied air right there. But anyway, uh, Braves taking on the Patriots, his old team that he played for, and he said this quote, I think there are similarities this between his uh, the Patriots team this year and the 2001 Patriots team that won the Super Bowl. Obviously, there's a lot of history there with one particular quarterback, Tom Brady, and I think you're starting to see some of those plays start to look like they looked in the past. Max did a nice job of executing, proving, uh, proving what it is they want him to do. It's what they're asking him to do. I'd say he has a strong grasp of what they're doing now. Um, if I remember, TJ, when you were a rookie with the Bengals, you guys played against the Pats, but Bledsoe was still the quarterback, right? We won. No, 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 no. Bledsoe, no, I believe Brady was a quarterback. Brady Brady came in to start. Brady came in after, it was the week after. No, it was week it was, two it was, he came in. Week it was, two, yes, Bledsoe was. No, no, but, was but you, you forget that they had September 11th and then it was shut down. I know this because this is a true story, and I, I want your true story in a second. So my first gig hosting a national radio show was that Sunday. Okay. So I want you to picture this. I'm in Oklahoma city. I'm still playing. Okay. I played a year in Russia. I come back. I'm doing local radio in Oklahoma city just to pay some bills. And, uh, and a buddy of mine, Jim Traber is the, he's the color analyst for the diamondbacks. So he's diamondbacks for good. So I was filling in for him while he's gone waiting for an overseas gig. Then September, then nine 11 happens. And so everything you know, usually you leave to go play overseas in September and go in training. Everything got pushed back like a month, month and a half. So that next weekend, if you remember, everything was shut down. No games, no nothing. And then the following weekend, we had games. Well, ESPN radio wanted to bring everybody into Bristol to do the shows. And the overnight show, which I was a guest on when I was a player, was called Todd Wright All Night. And Todd didn't want to get on a plane, didn't want to, whatever. I don't know. He was off that weekend or whatever. So they flew me in. I flew through Cincinnati from Oklahoma City to Cincinnati. There were three, I thought saw three other travelers in the airport. The rest were all National Guard with, with dogs or National Guard with machine guns. Land, <coughs> go to Bristol, and then I got to watch football games. So I go to a place called Sliders where you get wings, places packed. Bledsoe gets hit trying to go out of bounds, right? Uh, Mo, who hit him? Mo, uh, Mo, Mo Collins. Mo, no, not Mo Collins. Uh, I'm trying it's to a think. linebacker. It was a linebacker for the Jets, but it wasn't Mo Collins. I'll think of it in a second. Anyway, he hits Bledsoe. I go on the air, TJ. Mo Lewis. Uh, Mo, Mo Lewis, Lewis hits him. Yes. And Bledsoe was like, he, it was one of those where he was getting out of bounds. Like, dude, you got to get out of bounds quick. And he kind of let up before he got out of bounds. And I mean, he got, he got hit so hard, his dog probably got hurt, right? So in goes... Brady and I'm the idiot on national radio first ever radio show ever. I was like, well, the Pats are, you can cross them off. They're done this year. Right. Turns out that was, that was a bit wrong. Um, anyway, go ahead. Get, tell me your Patriots story of that season. You, it was when you, when you play the Patriots, obviously they, when I, we played them 2001, number one, I was inactive. And, and so you don't really, put too much stock in it. Obviously, it's my first NFL game, so you're excited. 
then when you realize you're inactive, you really don't know how the inactives and actives work. <laughs> you just assume you're on the team, you're going to suit up, and then you go into your locker room, and to, you go into the locker room, into your locker, and you're like, wait, why don't I have no jersey on my shoulder pads? You don't, <laughs> you don't really understand that you're not suiting up. And so it's like they have to t- – because you practice all week, and so that was the, the the first. You just didn't understand the active and inactive. And to this day, I'll never get why you're on the team and everybody is not allowed to suit up. I don't understand that. That's a rule that I don't understand. They, if you're on the team, you should be able to suit up and play. But I digress. But I, I don't remember a ton from that game because I, I, I wasn't playing. But I do remember – us winning the game. I do remember the Patriots not starting well as a team that season and then going on to win the Super Bowl. The Patriots this year did not start well. I don't believe they'll go on and win the Super Bowl. But when you look at the comparisons from what Vrabel was talking about, you 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 can – you can say, oh, okay, yeah, I, I can see, you know, they're they're one and three after the first quarter of the season. You're like, oh, yeah, Belichick done messed up and drafted Mac Jones, and then they reel off all these wins because in 2001 they were also one and three, and, and so those comparisons are fair because record wise is very similar. And and now the Patriots are on a five-game win streak. And before they won the Super Bowl, they finished the season with five wins in a row and then went into the playoffs. And it just kept rolling. And and so similarities, I I, record-wise, it's there. They play great defense. They don't turn the ball over. Mac Jones is taking what the defense gives them. Vrabels, do you see the similarities? Uh you want to make sure that you're not on that list of victims. Because the Tennessee, they're, record-wise, they're a good team. But I don't really look at them as a – when you tell me – if you ask me who would I pick to go to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, I'd name four or five teams before I name the Titans. And, and, and so – Even if they have Derrick Henry back? Yeah, even if they have Derrick Henry back because he's going to been out for so long that – him coming back, you're not going to be in shape. You, you got to knock that rust off. He's going to miss too much of the season for, I believe, for him to come back and make a big impact. TJ Hushmanzada, Doug Gottlieb, and for Dan and the Danettes and the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, so if you, you you don't like Tennessee and it's in the AFC and you said, like, look, it, even Kansas City's offense is not what it what it should be right now, who do you like? And we – you sit here and right right now, you know, and <laughs> I guess I'm a uh, I'm living in the moment. I like I like the way the Colts are playing on both sides of the ball. When when Lamar Jackson is in that lineup, obviously you you like the Ravens, and, and then the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I was really high on the Bills. I don't know what's going on the way. The coach just went in there and, oh, smacked them. It wasn't even a ball game. It was an embarrassment, really, to be honest with you. And so those would be the three teams, Baltimore, 
Kansas City and Indy that you say, I could see those teams. I, I just can't see Tennessee without Derrick Henry make, making a run in the playoffs. I, I just don't. I mean, you you talked about this earlier, how Stafford threw four picks in two games. He gave that game to Tennessee. Tennessee had nothing offensively. Yeah, they took the game, but offensively, they they didn't do much against the Rams. And so I, I just don't see Tennessee being that type of team. And so they would fall in my five or six. I would probably, if Baker's healthy, put Cleveland in front of them because I believe Cleveland's defense would be able to slow Tennessee's offense down. Yeah, I just don't know if they'll get to that point of being actually in the playoffs. That's That's the problem with – the talent is there for the Browns, but they just haven't been able to put it, put it all together. Um, all right. So speaking of the bills, I like, this is a, you're playing a completely depleted new Orleans team today. Like there's just feels like no, should be no excuses for not what's the matter with the bills. Is it is Josh Allen? Not as good as we thought. This is a, uh, it's odd to me. I'm not going to say Josh Allen isn't as good as we thought. I believe Josh Allen is a stud. He's just not playing the way he played last year. Like, he was so lights out last year, Doug. It was, like, almost scary how good he was playing. And the thought that he could get better and would be better, it was like, wow, if Josh Allen improves, he's going to be a perennial MVP candidate every single year. They're just not playing well. I thought going into the season, where was the pass rush going to come from? They still – they almost play how Kansas – they don't want to run the ball. They don't try to run the ball, and it's hurting them. But Buffalo has been a surprise for me in in a bad way. I thought they would be much better than what they are. I thought that division would go through them. Yeah. Uh, Let's let's bring in Plaxico Burris who joins us. Of course, you can hear Plax with uh, LeVar Arrington and TJ Hushmanzada. Each Saturday, noon to two Eastern time. Plus, you can download it. It's called Up on Game as a podcast. Plex, let me let me go with the. I think the biggest game is Rams Packers this Sunday. The Rams lose Robert Woods, but gain Odell Beckham Jr. But but my thing about OBJ is he's more talented than Robert Woods, but he does, he's not a little things guy like Robert Woods is. Can you make OBJ or somebody into a little things guy? Because they already have Cooper Cup. They already have other people who do the big things. Man, you know what? I love Robert Woods, man. Hey, first of all, happy Thanksgiving to you guys, man. You know, you guys out there putting that work in early morning. Uh, I'm preparing this bird to drop it in some grease, a little fried turkey this this this, this uh Thanksgiving. Hey, Plex is the chef, uh, Doug. Come you on, know, man. Plex is the chef. Hold on, Plex. Plex, I'm I'm cooking too now. I'm smoking a bird outside. Oh, you smoking one? Oh yeah. man, I had my I had mine in a 24-hour brine, man, with some uh. Some salt, some peppercorns, some some bay leaves, apples, oranges, and uh, you know that's how that's how I do it over here. But yeah, <laughs> just getting it in. But yeah, man, uh, I love Robert Woods, man. Uh, I think uh, you know bringing him in, bringing OBJ in to to join that offense, it's, it's only gonna make him better. And uh, you know, even though he's down, I think the more that OBJ gets in rapport with the offense and um, and, and Matthew Stafford. Uh, uh, we talked about this last week, myself, TJ. 
I'm picking the I'm picking the Rams to come out of the NFC. I really am. I think they are that talented on offense, especially with the addition Devon Miller on defense. I think they're going to be special. But you know, it all depends on how fast OBJ can pick up this playbook. And you know, it's a it's a good start for him. Uh, you know, good offense. And uh, I'm really expecting for the Rams to uh, go through the roof. We 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 talking Rams in the NFC. When we were just discussing the AFC, what team do you like or teams do you like and who's been a surprise disappointment? You know what? Surprise disappointment for me, obviously when Derrick Henry went down, you know, that that really that that really hurt Tennessee because now I think Ryan Tannehill gets exposed. I really do. I played with Mike Vrabel for for seven years in Pittsburgh. I understand his philosophy. Big back. We had Jerome when when we were all playing together, so you could kind of hide the quarterback within the running game. But now that they do, they they don't have that. Ryan Tannehill is going to have to go out and win some football games. And I don't I don't think a lot of people know this, but he's not. You know, he's not that good as a quarterback. He's 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 not accurate. He's never been a passer. So with Derrick Henry being out, they could hide him within the running game. So Tennessee, with, with him going out, it, it kind of puts them, you know, at, at the bottom of the AFC South. But in the AFC, it, it, it's wide open. I, I really expect for the Baltimore Ravens to make a run. They have the defense to get it done. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, if he continues to improve and win football games, it, it can really be the Baltimore Ravens. I really believe that. But there, there's no clear team in the AFC right now that, that you can say, uh, you know, is a powerhouse. The, the Bills, I didn't understand that last week at all. Can, can, I, I, can, I, can, can I ask you guys a question? You guys are both real, super talented Pro Bowl wide receivers, right? So let me give you my read on, on the – on the Browns thing with Baker. I get that he's hurt. I get that they've had other issues, right? And, and I do think that guys genuinely like Baker, right? Because he always usually is about sticking up for his dudes and whatever. But there comes a point when if you can't play, you can't play, right? If you're not good enough, you're not good enough. And you can't fool, you can't fool dudes in that locker room. You can't fool real players because they, they know. Is that the point that we're at where he's kind of been exposed? Or is there something? Because this was a weird week where his wife goes on Instagram to, you know, calling out the toughness of others and he avoids the media. Like it was a weird week. Plex, you give me your read. You've been in, you both you guys have been in this position before. What's really going on in Cleveland? Man, we talk about this almost every week. When we talk about the Cleveland Browns, it's Baker Mayfield. You can't fool anybody anymore. Baker Mayfield is not a franchise quarterback. We keep saying that. He has the same... Statistics of Gardner Minshew. I mean, thank you. is Gardner Minshew on the NFL roster right now? Yeah, he's with the Eagles. He's, yeah, he's a backup. They have the same exact numbers. I, I, listen, I, I know we see him on television and we see him on all these progressive commercials and all, all of that. The guys in that locker room know he is not a franchise quarterback. So he's a good player. But he is not within... What do we say? He's not a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. Honestly, he's the first round draft pick. I get it. 
number one draft pick. But as far as leading the, a franchise and contending for a world championship, he's not that guy. When when, when Gardner when when uh when Baker was drafted, I tweeted out. I said, "Congratulations, Cleveland Browns! You will have the number one pick five years from now." Wow, he got one more. They got one more year. I, exactly. You you know what, Doug? It's like this: when his wife comes out and says what she said, that's pillow talk. That's him talking to her at home, right? right. Telling her how banged up he is, what she knows, and how everybody else is being soft. All she's doing is repeating what he's told her, and now. It don't look too good. She's not if, just going to make and, that and up. And TJ, even if he didn't, even if she di- he didn't tell her that, that's the assumption that everybody makes. Oh, that's how Baker really thinks. Right? That that's is how, how he, he th- thinks. Your wife is not going to put that out there if y'all not talking about it. She's not doing that. And that entire locker room knows it. <clears throat> hey, with, with that being said, if Baker Mayfield and Matt Ryan swap teams, there will be nothing different. It will be the same exact results for both organizations. Plax, uh, Plax, what time's the food ready? Uh, about one fifteen ish, one or one twenty five, you know, somewhere around there. Chef Burris, ready, baby. Just get ready. Peanut oil, right? You're you're doing peanut oil. That's that's when you're going to fry the turkey. It's always peanut oil. It got to be peanut oil. The the, the, uh, the no the vegetable oil and the canola oil is so thin that it will actually catch on fire. So you need more of a thicker base when you you know when you're frying, uh, you know, turkeys and and things of this nature at high temperatures. It, you know what? The, the peanut the the, uh, the the vegetable oil and the canola oil it, it do nothing but catch on fire. Plax, happy Jeff Thanksgiving. Burris going to work, baby. Happy Thanksgiving. Can't wait to hear you on Saturday and uh, and and your breakdown of what's going on. Thanks for joining us, man. All right, man, no problem. All right, Plax Gil Burris, of course, former Pro Bowl wide receiver. You can hear him on Up On Game with TJ and LeVar Arrington Saturday, Fox Sports Radio, noon to 2 Eastern time. And, of course, download that as a podcast as well. The Cowboys will be officially without um, two wide receivers today. Two. You already knew Ari Cooper was out. Who else is out? Find out next on the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb and... TJ Hushmanzada in for Dan and the Danettes here on the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. All right, uh, TJ, we do have some uh, breaking news of late. Okay, Samari so Cooper's out with COVID, right? Jerry Jones uh, basically said, like, hey, you know, it wasn't it. And, and Michael Irvin got into, got into Amari Cooper. Hey, man, you can't be making $20 million and, and, and be out with COVID and not get the vaccine. Now, C.D. Lamb is out for today because he did not go through past uh, concussion protocols. Um, in what looks like a complete mismatch on paper until injuries, did the Cowboys win without their two best wide receivers? Well, I just assumed Cowboys are going to beat the Raiders pretty handily home game. The Cowboys need this win. And then you don't have Amari Cooper. You don't have CeeDee Lamb. 
I'll say the Cowboys will win this game. Seven and a half point favorites. Now, will they cover? Probably not. The, the Raiders are a good football team, just like we spoke of earlier, trying to find their way after what they've been through. But offensively, they haven't played well lately. But they have the talent on that team to play well. Dallas is much improved on defense, but if Ezekiel Elliott is hurt, I, I believe Tyron Smith will play. So they're, they're going to feature that run game. They're going to feature that run game and try to get the Raiders to play single high safety and then Gallup and Cedric Wilson can get off. Yeah, they, they how about this one? The, the Raiders have had 14 straight unsuccessful third downs. They have their conversion rate is twenty one point four. That's uh, that's the lowest third down conversion rate in the National Football League, and they're thirty thirty uh, first on defense in third down conversion rate at fifty three point five. Like, dude, they're the Raiders are bad. The Raiders are bad. But do I think they? I do. I think it could be competitive. I guess. I don't know. They're just not good. You have inexperienced play. But honestly, you got a play caller. It's an impossible job to take over for John Gruden. That's like sitting down on my couch and trying to trying to turn on my TV and my sound system, right? Like you're, that's that's completely designed by somebody else who's not in the building anymore. It's almost crazy that you you throw those stats out there, and at one point it was oh the Raiders are going to be the surprise team of the league, right? They they started off that well. When, they, when you've been through what they've been through, obviously, you, you're going to fall off. You, you, you're going to have just moments of this is not the same team. Sure. But they're playing the Dallas Cowboys team that some people, if healthy, believe have a legit chance of making it to the Super Bowl. The Cowboys need this win. Dak Prescott and that offensive line in that run game will get it for them. All right, man. And, uh, all right, so you're excited about the greens. You're excited about the turkey. White meat or dark meat? Oh, white meat all day. Really? Yeah, man. I'm a dark meat guy. I'm, I'm like white meat, meat all day because I, I I'm going to eat this gumbo with this cornbread, and then about five or six, I'm killing the turkey, the greens, the mac and cheese, and the candy yams. That, that That's the itinerary for the day. And then, there'll, and then there'll be a nap. And then you wake up. And you probably nah, do you it know all what? I don't. Again. I don't take naps, man. When I go, no one takes naps. But on Thanksgiving, when you eat all that heavy food early in the day, you get a little tryptophan. You fall and, asleep. And, and then I, I'll be in Cincinnati for the Steeler Bingo game this weekend. All right, uh, bring, bring that terrible towel for for TJ Hushman's on. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show.